Welcome to the Raven Bookery Podcast. We are three sisters who love to read and talk about all things books. And we do a great deal of laughing while we're at it. Today we are talking about a book recommendation of if you liked reading and liked Harry Potter, then you would like or you should read this. But first... But first... Okay, here's the question. Who would win in a fight? A wizard or a Jedi? And I pose this because it was a question asked to me by one of our nephews, sweet little Henry, who's a second grader, because <laughs> we were talking about he wanted to see my lightsaber. I go, yeah, I'll show you. And then he had a stick that he was pretending to be a wizard, and so we had a lightsaber versus wizard duel. And then he asked, who would win in a fight, a Jedi or a wizard? I feel like I've seen a video of two guys, like, fighting. One of them is pretending to be a wizard, and the other is pretending to be Harry Potter. And, like, it goes through this, like, epic, and it's, like, totally, like, CGI'd. Wait, and, like, wizard wait. and Harry Potter? I'm sorry. Or Jedi and Jedi Harry Jedi and Harry Potter, yeah. I apologize. Okay. They're just space wizards. So. <laughs> they are kind of just space wizards. But. I know. I know what I would pick. Who I'd bet on. You would say wizard. Absolutely. Uh, see, and my pick was the Jedi. It's a range weapon. <laughs> <laughs> but the it's force. a range weapon. Yeah, but the force, like, you can't do... Okay, so when they use the force, it's like picking things up it's and a push moving or pull. it. Push or pull. Or choke. Choke, that's a, right? That's a squeeze. Squeeze. <laughs> squeeze. Push, pull, you squeeze. If, if they're, Manipulate. If they're really... If they're, yeah, if they're really strong, lightning, right? Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly it's... Just, yeah, it's push, pull, throw things. Telekinesis. Telekinesis kind of stuff. And then the lightsaber. However, a wizard, you know, spells, there are so many options for attack there. Like, so many options. Like, even if you just look at, um, let's go with a Doctor Strange kind of wizard magic, right? Mm-hmm. Throw you into a mirror dimension and you don't know which way's up or down. Right? There's that kind of confusion that you could do. But then, um, even if a Jedi is pushed into a mirror dimension, they have the force that they can, they can fig- figure out, like... Can they get themselves they... out of the mirror dimension? I don't know. Probably not. No? What are they going to push and pull on besides their own body and the other person? But they got to figure out where that other person is. It's like the ultimate funhouse mirror game. I guess when yeah. the question was posed to me, again by a second grader, my thinking was Qui-Gon Jinn versus Harry Potter. <laughs> and I said, Qui-Gon Jinn's going to win that fight. In my mind, that's what I wasn't thinking. Not Obi-Wan? Really? Or Doctor Strange. Maybe really? Obi-Wan. I don't know. When I think of a Jedi, my mind first goes to Qui-Gon Jinn. Really? Yeah. Really? Really. Like, if I was going to pick, like, the penultimate Jedi. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> my Qui-Gon Jinn. I don't know. To go against, like, my ultimate most powerful Jedi to I go find. against somebody. Obi-Wan versus Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore's winning every I, time. Well, I Dumbledore has the Elder Wand, so... Does that count when you're going against someone who doesn't have a wand at all? He's got a laser stick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't not... I love Star Wars. It's, I love it. I'm sorry. No. Wi- Wizard's gonna win against a Jedi. I... My first thought was also, Wizard is going to 
beat a Jedi. Yeah. I'm going to stick with it. Jedi, Jedi would beat, beat a, a wizard. Jedi. I think a Jedi would find a way to beat the wizard. Now, if you told me it was Mace Windu, that I could see that. Mostly because... Yoda. I, I can see a Yoda And beating. maybe Yoda. I could see them maybe pulling out some stuff. Rey. I could see... Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. But not Obi-Wan? I love Obi-Wan, and I could see Obi-Wan. Um, but... Okay. Okay. You know why? You know what would happen? Because Yoda, Obi-Wan, they would... <laughs> they'd work it out. <laughs> right? There's a scrappy <laughs> figure-it-outness. No... As in, they would use their words. They wouldn't fight. Oh. They would talk, not they fight. They would talk. They would... <laughs> they would... Let's go into mediation. <laughs> they would settle their differences. But okay. if we're talking Harry Potter and Luke Skywalker... Oh, Harry Potter's winning every day of the uh, week. Well, that's a different question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Wizard and Jedi! Harry Potter is beating Luke, for sure. But I don't think... I don't know. Between Dumbledore and Yoda, I... I'd put my money on Yoda. Again, those two, they'd work it out. And they'd I be like, they would. They'd hey, be fighting in the first this place. Is, this you is know Street Fighter version. There is no working it out. <laughs> okay, okay then. Voldemort versus Darth Vader. Oh. No, uh, Emperor Palpatine. Versus Voldemort. Versus Voldemort. It'd be Snape versus Vader. Snape, yeah, that's true. They would just be Redemption friends. arc! <laughs> they would both just become friends and be like, oh, you screwed up too? Me too. Hey. <laughs> Let's go make a club. Share <laughs> our dark past. Of people who seem to redeem themselves right at the end of their death and still wasn't enough. Fathers of, and father figures. the kids that we're trying to kill, but really we were trying to protect them the whole uh, time. Major eye roll. <laughs> All right. So Anne says wizard, Samantha and no, I... No, I said Jedi. No, sorry. I, I Jedi. sorry. Anne says Jedi, Samantha and I say wizard. All right. Who in there is with me and also correct. Also correct. <laughs> Sorry. I just think a wizard has a, a much bigger arsenal of tools I to use. I agree with that, but I also, thinking of the younger wizards and the incantations and the idea that you have to say something in order to make the spell happen, whereas Jedi just make it happen. But then in the like final battle, they're just thinking it and throwing it. All right. Okay. Speaking of wizards, if you loved Harry Potter, you would also love to read... Dot, dot, dot. Dot. That is our Dot. recommendations for today. So we yeah. each picked books that I believe are also series. Yes. So yes. Uh, <laughs> series. Is, series. Are also series. Sirai. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just making stuff up. All right, Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> Did you understand what I meant? Samantha, would you want to go first, then? Then word communication worked. <laughs> the words worked. Okay, I will go first, because honestly, I think mine is the most. Well, I don't know. Anne's pretty I, close. I think mine... But I've never read yours, so I don't know. So, I guess it's... Okay, well... So, the one that I recommend is called Levin Thumps and the Gateway to Foo. It is a series. It's Thumps. Thumps. I always you say it, and I go, oh, Levin Thumbs. Like, like, th- like thumbs. <laughs> Levin thumbs. And the author is Obert Sky. <coughs> yeah, Obert Sky, which he's uh, written quite a few things. Um, I'm just, I'm going to look up really quick how many books are in the series. There's five. Five, okay. So it's a five book series. Um, Levin thumbs and the Gateway to Foo is the first one. The rest of them are titled Levin thumbs and. So very much like Harry Potter. <laughs> um, it is 
it is considered it would be a YA. Um, yeah. The main character is 14 years old. His name is obviously Levin Thumps. Uh, he lives in... I'm trying to remember if he... I don't think he lives in a trailer park. I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time since I've read it. Human? I think he's in like he an apartment complex, I feel like. He doesn't have a great life. Um, he's 14. He finds out about this place called Foo. Um, F-O-O. It's a... It's another world that has connections to our current world. It's like, it's the dream world kind of idea. Um, it's where all of mankind's dreams come from in the first place. Um, to get to food, you can be, this is my favorite part of the book, is it's kind of, it's very fantastical um, in a very kind of fun, little ridiculous ways. Um, here are the things that stick out in my memory. The way, so you can be, as a human, you can be accidentally swept into foo, taken to foo, if you stand on a sidewalk at, that mismatches with the intersection. Okay. Um, and like, it has to be like a certain temperature degree outside at a certain time moon in a certain phase <laughs> and then if you're accidentally standing on a sidewalk that doesn't quite meet right with the intersection um you get accidentally swept into foo because it's one of those random little crossroads that happens between the worlds it's literally like mercury is in retrograde at 470 <laughs> not 470 like 427 on may 18th. So, that's very funny, because like, when I was a kid, I legitimately thought something like that would happen if I just said the right combination of words while I was standing in the right place. Yeah. Something magical would happen to me. Usually, it was terrible. Like, something bad will happen if I, you know, yeah. like, punch in these numbers on the microwave and then I turn around five times. Something weird like that. Yes, it, it's very much like that kind of very, very random, specific set of circumstances you can be accidentally taken to Foo. Um, the other thing is that uh, so the bad guys are obviously in Foo um, trying to stop. Uh, almost like they're trying to perpetuate nightmares and stuff like that. So throughout this book, throughout the first one, Levin is um, discovered and, and he has some kind of connection. He's the one that needs to go and save and close down this gateway. Uh, because he actually, you end up, you find out he actually ends up having a connection to Foo. And so he's the one that needs to close down this gateway. Because that, there shouldn't be a gateway. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so he has a sidekick, which is like this little <laughs> weird looking gremlin being. <laughs> um, his name is Clover. And he's... He, the name of their species is they're called sycophants. Um, oh. And that's kind of, they're kind of like, that's what they're called. They're called sycophants. Um, and so he's a little sycophant. And I can't remember why he's attached to him or whatever, but he's kind of the uh, uh, funny sidekick kind of person. Mm -hmm. And then Comedy relief. Comedy relief. And then there is a girl named Winter, who she has also traveled to the human world. She is from Foo. She has traveled to the human world to help Levin get to Foo and to help him on this journey. Um, and she has some, she's like the bad A girl heroine that kind of helps the bumbling hero figure out what he's supposed to be doing. And then there is um, Geth. 
G-E-T-H, Geth. He is the rightful leader of Fu. He's been tricked, or something's happened to him, where he was kind of manipulated, captured, whatever, in Fu, and he was sent to the human world. And <clears throat> he was sent as a seed and became a tree. And then he orchestrated, as a tree, he orchestrated a way for him to get cut down, and he got turned into a toothpick. <laughs> This. Okay, that's like one of the one things that I remember from this year's because I've read it. I read to at least like book three or four. Yeah, and I remember an evil toothpick. Okay, so Geth the bad is... guy is a toothpick. No, Geth is the Geth. Geth is a good guy. Oh, sorry. He was the rightful leader. He's of the Fu. rightful leader of Fu, and he's been kicked out, sent to the human world. So Geth, he manipulates himself. He was a tree, and he gets himself cut down so that he can actually function and move. He gets turned into a toothpick. He figures out how to get himself cut arms and legs and runs around as a little toothpick, and he catches up with um, Levin Thumps and is Clover. there to try and help him. However, in the process of him getting cut down and turned into a toothpick, a sliver of himself was left in another toothpick. <laughs> and that also happened to be, like, where all of his anger and aggression is. <laughs> and so there then becomes... There's a very evil, very angry toothpick out there. Hunting them down. <laughs> so there are things in this that are very lighthearted. They're very When you fun. wake up in the morning, you're like, there's no way I'm going to hear this sentence spoken today. <laughs> being hunted down by an evil toothpick. <laughs> um, so it's very fun, very lighthearted, um, very fantastical. Mm. One of my other favorite elements about Fu is that there's no such thing as... You can't kill somebody in Fu. Oh. You can't murder somebody in oh, Fu. Oh, that's right. But you can die on accident. In their history, when they go to war... In order for it to actually carry the same level of consequence, everyone's blindfolded. <laughs> so, or like, so, if you, so <laughs> if you do kill someone, it's an accident and they really die. So yeah. it's very, like, tricky and, like, So they have to twisty. work around the whole you can only die by accident rule to kill each other. It's very... How many it, books did you say there were? There's five, and they're YA. Like, they're cute. I'm. This is actually one that I want to test out on Will. Um, it might be one that, after we take a break from our uh, big books that we're reading the kids, I'm going to try and get to this one to read out loud to the kids. Because I think it'll hit very similar to Harry Potter. We've read one, two, and three with them. But I think this one might be one that there isn't... There is obviously some heavier themes later on, like... He finds out what his connection to Fu is and so, all of these other things. Like he gets a splinter from the evil toothpick. <laughs> he does get stabby, obviously. <laughs> it's quite it's okay. quite endearing and it's these ones cute. are going on my TV. It's fun. Um yeah, it's very You much had me at evil toothpick. Evil toothpick. <laughs> Yeah, I think my kids, I think my kids would love it, and I think it's just enough of a fantasy, but very, very wondrous, very, and when I say fantasy in this sense, it's not like a uh, high fantasy fae or something. Yeah. It's very much like magical, mystical fantasy. It's pretty entertaining. Okay. It's a cute, it's a good, cute story, and I remember like, I remember enjoying it all the way through. 
and it giving me like the main character's a little older he's 14 but yeah there are just little elements of it that are like <laughs> i'm sorry what's happening <laughs> but yeah strongly recommend it is a five book series first book is how long is it 339. So what were the elements of this one that made that gave you Harry Potter vibes? So it gives First me... Her... Did you read this one before or after Harry Potter? Um, I think after or in the middle of all the Harry Potter books coming out. So definitely... So before seven, but after one of Harry Potter is what I mean. <laughs> it's like a ten year frame. You're right. So somewhere <laughs> in there. I believe I was still in high school when I started them. So, so you kind of read them consecutively. Yeah. So young male hero um, gets kind of uh, surprised with uh, that there is this other world. He definitely spends a lot more time in his human world trying to get to Thu than Harry Potter does, obviously. Um, but there's a lot of that. Is that just in the first book? In the other books, does he spend more time in Fu? Yeah, in the other books, he's all in Fu. I think this one is, I don't think he gets to Fu until the very end. Um, well, it's called the Gateway to the Gateway Fu. <laughs> so. He's trying to get there. So there's a lot of young character being told that he's the only one that can help save this fantasy world that he didn't know exist. He's learning about the fantasy world the same time that you are. Um, you're finding out where all the interconnections are. He's got uh, <laughs> a girl sidekick who knows what's going on. He's got a boy comic relief sidekick. Comic relief sidekick. <laughs> Um, and then he has like a wise elder that's also there with him, helping him and guiding him. So very um, much the like hero's journey. Very much the hero's journey with a young character who, it it's just that idea of um, he's not from that world, but he has a really strong connection to that world, and it's his responsibility. He's the only one that can save it. Yeah, but you could be describing Harry Potter. Yeah. It gave me those vibes, but it does away with some of the things that, not that I didn't have an issue with with Harry Potter, but... Such as? Um, they're still, like, I guess Harry Potter gets very, very intense near the end, mm -hmm. where it's... Like, all right, this is now an adult story. Like, these are... Are you really... talking, like, book seven? Yeah. Like, big themes, um, scary themes, intense stuff going on. And not to say that, like, intense, deep things don't happen in this book, but it definitely stays a little bit more brighter, if that makes sense. It doesn't go as dark as Harry Potter does. And then I feel like with them going to Foo, it's more like he's in a separate world altogether. It's not like he's in... England and the Wizarding World at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's more mm -hmm. like he goes to Fu and he's there in Fu and it is a completely different world with different things and the sky's a different color. <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of stuff, you know. So that's my recommendation. Leave thumbs. It's cool. on the list. You go, Lacey. Okay, so my book choice is Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. Um, it is a... It's... It's kind of a heist book. So, though in this world, um, and in the city that it's set in, there are different gangs, and there are different um, factions of people who are trying to, you know, make a living in the underbelly of the city. Um, and the six main characters are all part of one gang that are kind of the outcasts. Um, and they are trying to, one, just survive, you know, other gang-related issues, but also trying to make a name for themselves. So the book takes them on 
an impossible heist um, retrieve something from a different a different country um, that's impossible to break into and it's impossible because of how the it's basically a a Ocean's Eleven situation. Yeah, it's kind of Ocean's Eleven, and the place is kind of like not necessarily a prison, but it is. It's a fortress. Um, it definitely, like when I read it, it definitely gave off like ice castle vibes. Yes. Or am I thinking of the second book? No. No, it's the the, the first one is the, the first ice one. castle. Yeah. Yeah. So how it relates to to what I'm, it, I'm this really is curious. the part I'm curious about. <laughs> Wait, you, when so, you said you were picking this one for a Harry Potter, I was like. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Take take me down your uh, question mark. Your, your, your thought, thought process. process. Yeah. My thought process. So when we were discussing the elements of Harry Potter, one that that stood out to me was found family mm. between yeah. Harry, Ron, and Hermione, um, Neville, like all the other students, Luna, Luna that the DA. You you came together to fight against uh, an evil. An evil. And so within this one, the six characters, the six main main characters, they are, they basically turn into family for each other, either because they have lost their family, um, they were kidnapped, their family died, they were abandoned by their family. There, there's a lot of, a lot of issues, a lot of trauma within it's this It's a group. trauma bonding situation. It is a trauma bonding um, but I also like that there is some magic. So oh, right. they, in this in this book, it's part of the Grisha verse, um, where there are people, Grisha, who are able to manipulate different things in the world. So there are heart renders who can do things to other, like the blood and the systems within another person. There are materialists materialistic where they do like cloth and metals and they can manipulate materials really effectively yeah and then there are the uh, summoners which can do the elements so wind fire uh sun darkness all this stuff when i watched the show Uh uh-huh the hand movements of the grisha remind me very much of avatar the last airbender (laughs) (laughs) That's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I'll believe it. But so six of so in this whole series, in this whole universe, there are seven. However, in the Six of Crows, it's only a duology, so there's two of them. So it's Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, one and two. Those are the two that focus on the six crows. Yes. <laughs> the six people referenced by Six of Crows. Yes. But then Shadow and Bone, there's three in that series. Um, and then there's two more. That's King of Scars, and I should have looked it up, but I can't remember what the other book in that one is called, but there's two in that one. So, total there's seven, but you can read them almost separately. Almost. Right. So, I read Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom first, and at first it was just by itself. And then I went and I read the Shadow and Bone series. And there is some crossover between the series. I mean, it's all set in the same universe. Universe and the same map. It has the same map. At the beginning. It's the same map. Um, and then even some characters within uh, Crooked Kingdom show up that were in or, uh, Shadow and Bone. And then King of Stars, King of Scars, is a continuation of what happened in Shadow and Bone. 
Which that one I would recommend reading after. Right. So King of Scars duology needs to be read after Shadow and Bone. Which that's, those are the two that I haven't read. I haven't, I've read the first one. I haven't read the second one yet. Yeah, that's one that I'm interested in reading, mostly because I watched the Netflix show for the the rest of the Shadow and Bone Netflix show that came out. Mm -hmm. And at that point I was like, Nick, I know it's been a long time since I read these books, but that's not what happened. (laughs) That did not happen. Like the end of season two? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I, That's different. I It is different. And I was very excited to see how they would take the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one reaction you could have had. But I was exci- That's a different twist. That's well, different. How are you we'll, going to change this now? We'll never know. <gasps> Did they cancel it? They canceled it. Oh, because they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Netflix is stupid. They're not doing another se- another season of Shadow and Bone. And they're not going to do the spinoff series for Six of Crows. Mm. So the whole... So basically, book one in the show for Six of Crows starts at the end of season two. Like, that's when they're yeah. starting the heist. Yeah. And so that would have been that break-off series on Netflix. Yeah. But they're not going to do it. I'm mad. Oh, but you know what? It, this might make you even more mad. Because they made the first two seasons, they probably still own the movie the rights, rights and it. nobody else can make it either for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a sour puss face. That's an angry face. Angry face. Oh, it just makes me so mad. It's Firefly all over again. <laughs> she had two seasons of the Orange. But yeah. a movie that I pretend didn't happen? <laughs> I can't watch the movie. I can't either. Okay. So six of crows. So six of crows. Okay, it's, I, a, it's a bit of a stretch, I understand. No, no, no. But, but when you said that found family and was, thinking oh, about it, like, okay. okay, you know what? When we get into book six and seven of Harry Potter, it does get that feel of this is an army against the evil. Yeah. And that same ensemble kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not so much the first couple of Harry Potter books, but. Right. Yeah. Definitely when we start getting into uh, maybe even a little bit Goblet of Fire, where it starts getting real dark. I'd say after book three it gets dark. Yeah, I mean, book three is when you get the Dementors, right? Yeah. In Harry Potter. But I think, like, as soon like Goblet of Fire, was that book four? Yeah. When Diggory, mm-hmm. as soon as Diggory dies, we're like, oh, this got real. Yeah. Uh-oh. Things are happening to kids now. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, in, in Six of Crows, you've got your main mastermind. You have the two strong female characters. Yeah, I did like that. They yeah. had some nice strong females. The witty, snarky <laughs> male sidekick. <laughs> um, and even the unsure, nervous, but knows what he's doing. Yeah. The Neville Longbottom. Wyland. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of a stretch, but I, I, I got yeah. there with you. Okay. okay, thanks. All right, Anne's turn. Which, when Anne suggested this one, this was one that I was like, yep, this is like female Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I was reading the first book, I was like, this is, like, for the first half of it, I'm like, this is this has given me super strong Harry Potter vibes. Yeah. And it was hard for me a little bit to not make the connection between yeah. this and Harry Potter. And, the, I mean, it, it's a good series in its own right. It but is there good. are there are a lot of very similar elements. Which so. and that was I'm on with you when I started reading and I was kind of like a well this is just a female Harry Potter, but because there are a couple of things that are like all right that's a little too on the nose of exactly like Harry Potter. Yeah. However, I'm with you. I do think when you get into it, it's enough of a different story 
that the rest of it is different enough that it's yeah. awesome. Um, so the series, again, it's a series. They have three that's out now. The fourth one is coming out in September of 24. Um, it's the Nevermore series by Jessica Townsend. So the first book is Nevermore, The Trials of Morrigan Crow. First of all, I just, I love that name. It's uh, such a good was, name. Oh, Morrigan Crow. Fantastic name. Um, so yeah, again, there's three books out. Um, fourth one coming out soon. I, I, I don't know if that's going to be the final, the one. final, if she's going to be done, but it's, I was venting about this earlier. I bought the third book in the series in December of 2020 and her next one's not coming out until September of 24. So it's a long way. Yeah. It, it's but, a long wait for a book, but, but it is nice that it's far enough apart that I could, that I, that I need to reread all of them when that's the next true. one comes out, but yeah. it's far enough apart that rereading them, it's like, oh good, I get to rediscover all these things that I've forgotten about. That's, that's true. It's not, I could reread it, I still remember most of it, I think yeah. I'll be fine, but it's a, no, I, I'm definitely going to need to reread all three of them. So the premise of the story um, is Morgan Crow lives with her father and stepmother, regular town, her father is a politician. Um, but it, like, it doesn't say earth, but it's, it, you think it's, it's like a similar to like Victorian England is what it feels like industrial age kind of feel. Yeah. Uh, Morgan is, um, labeled a cursed child because she's born on a, a specific day of 11 tide and, uh, basically is blamed for all of the bad things that happened in her town. And Every other child, rude. I know. Every other child who was born on Eleven Tide dies on their eleventh birthday on Eleven Tide. Um, and so the book starts with her, like her birthday is coming up, and she's nervous because she no, she's gonna die. No, she's gonna die. I feel like she hears the hounds and she sees the shadows <clears throat> coming for her when she's rescued by a yes. tall, oddly dressed stranger. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, she does see them hear them when she's rescued yeah so she she hears her doom approaching and she is rescued by um a man whose name is jupiter north awesome names in this book by right the way. Yeah. um it's because she's australian oh i think that's why um <laughs> so and he whisks her away to a land that she has never heard of before called nevermore and he has to like smuggle her in because she's from i want to say it's like the free states or free yes, something yeah. and so she is basically an illegal immigrant into Nevermore. He hides her. Um, they're going through like her refugee process, but the whole, his whole thinking is she's special. She has something about her that's special and he wants her to join this society that he is also a part of the called one, the wonder, the, uh, the wonder society. That's what it is. But it's not like it's spelled with a U. Yeah. It's wonder so, W U N D E R because there's something called wonder that yeah. runs everything. It's a, a magical force that runs everything called wonder. And in this nevermore town, things run on wonder. Like the lights run on wonder. The... Everything in the free state runs on wonder too. Oh, does it really? I don't mm -hmm. remember that. Bit. There's a wonder factory. So the first book, Nevermore, The Trials of Morgan Crow, is she's trying to become part of the society because if she can become part of the society, she automatically gets to stay in Nevermore. And she doesn't have to go back to the free states where she feels she's going to die because the shadow hounds are yeah, going to be after her. Yeah, because the second she steps foot in the free state, the shadow hounds are going to be like, you don't belong here. You and yeah, you're, you're mine. You were the cursed child. So 
the whole book, she is trying to join the society. And in order to join the society, they have to go through so many trials. And this is like hundreds and hundreds of kids. Kids, because you join when you're 11-ish. Yeah. Um, are applying. applying to be in the society. Because, again, you're in the society. You become one of the elite. You get, like... Oh, yeah, you get special privileges for, like, the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, um, oh, like, nice. schooling and you become higher society, essentially. Yes. But you, get, you also get put to work. Yeah. So it's like a, you get to join this society that's also an academy that sets you up for life, but perks, things like that. Um, Very Hogwarts-esque, right? <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, and so, again, the first book is her going through these trials. So there's different ones, like she has to study and she has to pass these tests. And then it's like a, a trial. Mm. But the whole, like, kind of the idea behind it is everybody who is a part of this wondrous society has a knack. And it's like a special gift, a special power. One of the uh, friends that she meets is a fantastic, like an extremely accomplished dragon writer. Like that's what he does. Um, some of the, uh, there's another girl that you meet who's a mimic who like has like mind control and she can make you forget or she can convince you of things or things like that. So everybody has these knacks, but Morgan Crow doesn't know what her knack is, but her guardian, Jupiter, Jupiter. Norris, says, you've got one, you've got one, we'll figure it out, you know, and then he, of course, is a very important person, and so he's gone for a good chunk of the book, kind of popping in and out while she's going through these trials, and so she's like, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> help me. There's a lot of the Harry Potter elements to it, especially in the first book, in the first, like, few chapters, yeah. and then it kind of morphs into this, oh, no, oh, you're different, okay. You're, yeah, it gets you're different. Good. You're different. Yeah. And there's there's enough like again, it has the same element where it seems more fantasy than Harry Potter. Because yeah. there's more fantastical things going on in Nevermore. Like the Giant um, cat. Giant cats. Or there are <laughs> animals that are Wannables. Wannables. They are sentient animals. Think like Zootopia. Gotcha. Like they wear clothing, they talk, they carry on jobs, they act like people in the whole society. Okay. Um, oh, see, I was thinking more Narnia. Think Narnia. Okay. <laughs> um, and then there are also just regular animals <laughs> that are just regular animals. So, yeah. So, a lot of just, like, really fun, whimsical things, but then yes. also those... Very whimsical. Those were deep. For. She's discovering who she is and... Yeah. Well, and, and I want to be good enough for this yeah. society. And it's really cute because she's been raised all her life up until that point thinking she's a cursed child and everything that goes wrong around her is her fault. Yeah. Even though, like, lot, even in the beginning of the book, like, she has to write apology letters to all the people in her neighborhood, like... Uh, like, I need to apologize to this guy because his crops didn't grow because I waved at him the other day. <laughs> <laughs> right? So she has to write a letter apologizing for waving at him. But in her mind, she's like, or it could just be that he's a crap farmer. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, she logically knows that She it sounds sassy. <laughs> she is. She is pretty I mean, yeah. growing up as a cursed child in a family where, like, her, her dad's, dad's like a governor. Yeah, he doesn't, like, he's kind of embarrassed of her a little... Harry Potter under the stairs. Um, With your own parents. Let's hide her away. Ew. But it's not her mom. mom. I think it's her stepmom. It's her stepmom. And so it's like dad, new mom, new mom's babies. babies. Um, and so she's just this like, I'm being hidden away, blamed for things that are my fault that aren't really my fault because no really? way do I actually have that much power over something. Right. But because she's been raised all her life with all this blame, when she gets to Nevermore, when things go wrong... 
she feels like it's her fault. Maybe it's because she's she is a cursed child, or maybe it's because she's not supposed to be there, and so all, the, all anything that goes wrong, she's afraid it's her fault, and mm. so she found this magical place, but it's not safe because she's still bringing it all down, and so it's kind of. But yeah, I do. I like her. I like her better as a main character than probably Harry Potter. I think she's she's pretty <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. And then the next two books in the series that are out, uh, the next one's called Wondersmith, and then the next one is called Hollow Pox, which hit real close to home because I read it twenty twenty one, like wow. pandemicy, and it was and the just book this is about a pandemic going on. <laughs> <in that hour. laughs> oh, yeah, fun. that's that's only affecting the animals though. It's a Zootopia so. theme. Yeah, they're, I'm very excited for the next one. The next one's called, like, Silver something. something. Even when I reread them, I enjoy them. Every, I, like, I reread one and two before Holopox came, when I got Holopox. And they're cute. Silverborn is the next one. Silverborn, the mystery of Morrigan Crow. Mm. So that's also the, so the first one was uh, the, Nevermore, the Trials of Morrigan Crow. And then it was uh, Wondersmith. The Calling of Morgan Crow, and then Hollowpox, The Hunt for Morgan Crow, um, and then the next one, Silverborn, The Mystery of Morgan Crow. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Cool. So those are... So my question that I was thinking about while we were talking, are there any honorable mentions? Like, I could have talked about this one. I mean, because the one I thought of that's the obvious was the Percy Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Percy Jackson, a boy realizes he's more than what everybody's been telling him his whole life, and there's this magical other world that he has to go and now save. That he's actually a part of. And... Yeah. So, like, that was one. Like, yeah, that one gives off some Harry Potter vibes. That there... doesn't give off Chosen One vibes, but yes. I mean, it kind of, because Percy is the son of Poseidon, so... Right. Which is a rare, because he's a rare one of the thing, big three. Yeah, but... Um, so, yeah, I see Percy Jackson. Um... There is one that's called The Magicians. It's a adult fiction. It's not a YA book. It's about adults are the main characters in it? Yeah, like college-age people. Okay. Um, but also adult themes. And it's it's basically... It's almost... I never I never read the books, but there's a Netflix series uh, based off the books. And it's a cross between Harry Potter and The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> Harry, Harry Potter and Narnia? Yeah. It's it's kind of... It's interesting. Um, Alright. So that, so that, I think, would be a, an honorable mention. Because I even think, like, in the show... I don't know if it says in the book, but they mention um, the Weasleys in the show. And mention... Or, like, not mention, like, Harry Potter, like, straight out. But just, like, kind of give, like, a slight nod to Harry Potter. It's, it's, it's kind of... Like it's all in the same universe, or just no, no, it's like, completely. So it's like our world now. Oh, so just like oh, we all saw Harry Potter, and I'm making an inside joke. Yeah, because they go to a school to learn how to use magic. So. Mm. All right, I thought of an honorable mention. Okay, Changeling by Molly Harper. Oh, yeah, that's another one. There's Very... four of those now. I think three. Three or four. Um, but that one is young female protagonist. She's a servant in the household. Um, anyone who has magical abilities is part of the upper class. Anyone who doesn't have magical abilities is a servant. Uh, this is like the mo- the wizards took over England. 
and the muggles are now servants kind of situation. Yeah, but um, it's still Regency-esque. But yeah, it's still like Regency-type pre-industrial yeah. kind of situation. Yeah, because she was special because she comes from a servant household, mm-hmm. a very non-magical, nobody in your line has ever had magic, so you shouldn't have any, She, but she magic. does. I thought of another one. What? Red Queen by Aviard. Victoria Aviard? A very poor girl from the slums. Different world. Um... There are silver bloods and there are red bloods. She is a red blood. Um, silver bloods have abilities. She finds herself in the capital, in like the palace area, as a servant serving um, during a tournament. When she is accidentally pushed into the pit, kind of like uh, gladiator style, uh-huh. um, she's pushed into the pit, but there's like a electrical field over the top so that nothing can go in or come out kind of thing like a protection um she falls on that and her abilities awaken and she can wield lightning oh that's my favorite so very much a discovering powers yeah discovering your power discovering that you are unique you are different you're not you can change the world Interesting. It is. Yeah, it's pretty okay. good. Again, Harry Potter, I know we've said it before, it resounds with so many people because there are so many iconic elements to it that a lot of people appreciate, that a lot of people, they relate to, and so they become very iconic elements. And not to say that none of these other books would not be successful without Harry Potter, but um, not that it's unfortunate, but I feel like, well, like, again, when I read the first Morgan Crow book, I'm like, oh, this is a female Harry Potter, and yeah. almost like writing it off because it was just a female harry potter but when really it's yeah maybe at first it has similar elements but they're good stories in their own right but i think it's a great you know jumping off point and again it kind of takes you through that hero's journey um i mean you could look at you know lord of the rings that same hero's journey of unremarkable an unremarkable main character who has to take on seemingly impossible feats in order to do something seemingly impossible yeah i think they're they're good elements all the way around Yeah. yeah all right have what? you thought of any what books have you read that we've suggested? Are there any books that you think of that might be good because you liked Harry Potter, you might like it? Let us know. Yeah. Or even the I loved Harry Potter but I hated Morgan Crow. <laughs> Tell us those ones too. I'm interested to know why. Yeah. Okay, okay love, love you. you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Raven Bookery podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Raven underscore Bookery. Check out all our original book-inspired designs for great gift ideas on our Etsy shop, Raven Bookery. Happy Happy reading. reading! Awesome. Cool.